Welcome back. Good to have you. Hey, I want to remind you about our friends at JL Tire Service. Uh, and the reason they're top of mind is because my car's out there. Uh, I got a couple things that I have going on. I had uh, both. It was weird. Both my turn signals, uh, the light bulbs, went out. And uh, so I'm going to get those replaced. I'm getting an oil change. And uh, what I notice in the colder weather is that the side that um, my windshield washer fluid comes out of in the driver's side of the windshield not working right. So they're going to fix that as well. But just the, the knickknack stuff. Just getting the car ready for uh, winter, for the winter months and getting it back uh, back you know to one hundred percent. So uh, I highly recommend it. Head out to our friends at J and L Tire Service uh, Center right there, the Goodyear's Tire Service Center. Uh, but they carry all different brands. But they're right off of the uh, Johnson Creek exit on ninety four. You can see it just north of the highway, off north of ninety four. Stop in and tell uh, Lyle and Chad and everybody out there that we said hi. They're really good, really good people. Uh, really good people, <laughs> peepers. Uh, yeah, fix the blinker fluid, too. Yeah, thank you very much. 877 <laughs> Look, open phone lines because we can talk some Packer football. We can talk about the Luke Fickle hire and what's going on with the Badgers. Uh, so if you want to chime in either way, coming up the last hour of the show today, we're going to be talking with our buddy uh, Mike Clemens as well. So stay tuned for that. Let's go to the phones, talk to our buddy Chris in Brookfield. Chris, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, guys. How's it going there, Bill? We're doing well today. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that what they should have done last year already, and that's fire Barry. I mean, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the defensive players that had the one-on-one meeting with Barry and say, and told him, "Let us run, let us let us run, let us do our thing." And he had to get the room for the defense to stay behind them, and that's what they did. But they need to get rid of Barry. I mean, until they find a coordinator for next year, put Gray in there. And uh, Jordan Love, I am not going to anoint him the next uh, world champion, Hall of Fame first ballot. But I thought he looked like he knew what he was doing yesterday. I thought he played well. I thought uh, he was aggressive. I thought that uh, the only thing I could say that I didn't like was I wish he would have hit Lazar instead of trying to go to Watson on that. Last yeah. play in there because uh, could have been another six, but uh, our defense – it was just disgusting. It was totally disgusting. I just can't, I cannot believe it. I mean, nah, you know I'm with bad, you. but getting embarrassed for close to what, four or 500 yards almost is ridiculous. 500 total and yards, yeah. And then on the Badgers, um, I never really heard of the guy too much. I've read his resume and what he's all done from starting at Ohio State and taking over there for as an intern coach and going along. And it seems like he did a real good job at Cincinnati. I mean, he took a smaller school and got up to number four in the country. Uh, that, that says something. I'm surprised about Leonard not getting the job. But uh, if you're really going to make a move forward and try to improve the program, I think it was time to try to break from the Badgers uh, regime of keep hiring from within. But here's a question I'm sure 5,000 people have already asked you. Is it uh, a possibility that the Packers reiterate to Leonard to come be their D coordinator? But yeah. first and foremost, Bill, the number one thing the Packers have to do is the people at 1265, the board of directors, have got to get rid of Murphy. Everybody answers to me. If it wasn't for Murphy, I don't believe Rodgers would have been signed for $150 million for three years. I mean, he already—he didn't learn from his mistake when he did it the first time at 18 where he wound up playing like crap and they had to go out and get a first-round draft choice just to put some fire under Rodgers. 
in the Rogers MVP seasons, so what? He got him in the regular season. If he didn't have DA, he never would have got those. We already know Rogers can't take us to the promised land since 2010. He locks on receivers. He chokes in the big games. I mean, if he throws three times to DA and you got Tanyan and Lazard open, San Francisco, he throws a DA and double coverages, gets picked off, and you got Lazard opener. Aaron Rodgers has never learned to be Tom Brady and learn how to move the chains and take what the defense gives you. Yes! He wants to keep the big play. And that, to me, even though you're paying him 50 million, if he gets hurt from yesterday's game and it shows he's got cracked ribs, he's not going to play again, he's still going to get his 50 million. See what you got and love. See if he's worth keeping. If the way the season's going, you could get a good draft pick. You could get another quarterback. Deep love until you got another one developed. And I just say, Trade Rodgers, but it's a season. It's a year too late because he's not looking like he did last year when they could have got all the picks in the world. Yep, no doubt. I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for taking a listen to us. Boy, there's a lot there to nosh on here. So, what a call. Uh, to, yeah, he uh, – I think a lot of Badgers fans, their mixed reactions. If, if you take Jim Leonard out of the mix, I think it's, you know, hey um, – you found a good coach with a good track record comes out uh, and has studied under Jim Tressel studied under urban Meyer uh, went off and kind of implemented his own thing at the university of Cincinnati, a nothing school. I mean, it, it came to prominence after Kelly Tuberville took it over, ran it right back into the ground. He picked it up, dusted it off and got him to a national title uh, appearance uh, in the final four. And, you know, so, yeah, the schedule there is not, you know, playing Alabama and, you know, and, and, you know, Michigan and Ohio State and Clemson every week. But all you can do is win the games in front of you. He won 55 games in a period of a short period of time. So you're not going to sneeze at that. So if you take Leonard out of the mix, I think most people think this is a great hire. I think there are people, sentimentalists, that would that are saying, you know, man, I wish Jim Leonard would get it. I hate to lose him, and then he goes on to have success somewhere else. Um, will Jim Leonard get another crack at the Packers coaching gig? Good question. I wouldn't see why not. Does this season negate the things that, you know, is this just, hey, you know, what have you done for me lately when it comes to coaching for Jim Leonard, who has been so good coordinator-wise? Ben, you tell me, defensively speaking, you know, has this been – it's not a great year by any stretch for the Badgers, but defensively speaking, has it been a good year for the Badgers? No, not really. They haven't been bad. They've been, like, top 30, but given their bar, definitely below it. I mean, they lost eight starters off of the previous year's defense. Yeah. So I, I don't think it means anything bad for Leonard and his ability, future as a coach. I don't want Leonard to take the Packers' job. Because in two years, when the team inevitably gets run all over in a game, he's going to be a scapegoat in that situation, too. You know, like I, I feel like the Packers will do him wrong because they always fire DCs. Do you think what is what is your guesstimate? Because I I said it earlier. I said, man, if it's me and I really, really, really wanted that job and I didn't get it. Now they're saying, hey, go back to work for the guy that got the job. Can you do it? Or do you think Jim Leonard is just such a Wisconsinite? He's just so happy where he's at. He's content. He's he's obviously feels really good in his job. He's good at it. Do you think he then says, you know what? Yeah, I'll stick around. I'll do this. I don't think he would. I think Fickle will try because, I mean, why would you not try to keep a premier right? coordinator in the country? Like, I, I think they'll talk and see if there's a role. But I, I don't think if I had to project, Leonard will stay. 
I figure he goes and either gets a lower level group of five head coaching job or goes to a higher profile school as a DC. He's a college yeah. guy at this point, at least to me. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I would hate to see him move on and take a mid-level defense to the top five in the country and lead a big program into a playoff championship. I mean, that's always a risk you run if you don't, you know, retain a guy, obviously. But uh, I, I think he has that ability, defensively speaking. I don't know as far as a head coach goes, but defensively speaking, certainly. Uh, but, man, you know, you look at the guys that have gone on. You know, Dave Aranda was the same guy. He had that defense, always playing top-notch, left here. Now he has the head coaching gig. Uh, he was another guy that you could have looked at and said, hey, would you consider coming back to Wisconsin? But, man, oh, man, um, you know, Dave Aranda's had success. You'd hate to see Luke Fickle go and have that kind of – or, uh, excuse me, Jim Leonard go and have that kind of success. But can you ever see him – you know, now uh, Pac fan says, "What what are the chances he goes to Nebraska?" Uh, God, it was, low. I can't. I can't imagine that. Just in knowing what I know about Jim Leonard, and that's just from talking people around him. It's not like I've sat down and have dinner with the man, but there's just people around him. That just he's just a Wisconsin guy. He just loves it and loves everything about it, and loves being around it and a part of it, and grew up with it and wanting to be a part of it. And now he's got it and. You know, some people say, well, maybe he just won't leave, but you just never know. You never know how much you wanted to be a head coach versus a coordinator versus just being around the program, you know, just being in Madison, whatever. So, uh, well, yeah, McIntosh screwed him over, too. He got he got completely screwed in this whole situation. So I doubt he would want to stay under this regime with a new coach, but also with an AD that just completely left him out to dry. Do you think that McIntosh spoke to him prior to this hire that said, hey, Jim, this is what I'm doing? No. No, I don't. Um, Leonard had said that he never got the chance to even go and outline his vision until very recently, until the season pretty much ended, where there was a bye week to do that. There was a lot of time. I mean, he inherited it, a team – after Paul Christ was fired, that was completely and utterly broken on offense. And the offensive staff is questionable at best. Right. So expecting him to turn that around, I, I think was probably a little too much. I just, I, I don't see how Leonard could have won in that situation. Maybe the answer is he couldn't have, and Fickle would have been the guy anyway. I just, I don't like how McIntosh handled it. He's leaking to the media that it's Leonard and all that stuff. Not a big fan with the timeline of all of it. They are two guys that both walk that field. You know what I mean? You would figure there's that, hey, we've been in that locker room. You know, there's only a, 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 a handful of people that have actually strolled that locker room and had success and gone on to bigger and better things and then come back to Wisconsin. You would assume there would have been more, you know, a, a, a beer drinking and or, you know, meal sharing between the two of them for him to be completely blindsided by this hire. That's all I'm saying is, is, you know, it's like, look, we can talk business, but we're, we're two guys, man. We're two guys that played on this field. We're two guys that love Wisconsin. We're two guys that want to be here. And he wouldn't talk to him. You know, I, I guess I find that a little bit, uh, if it, if indeed it went down that way, it's a little disconcerting. Then again, it's also very businesslike and very cutthroat from, Chris McIntosh, who's basically pushing all of his chips into the middle of the table by not going with the easy hire, by not buying himself some extra time to get that thing turned around. I got to think that Luke Fickle 
got to the phone call and Luke said, hey, look, you're in the bottom third of recruiting dollars. You're in the bottom third of facility upgrades. You're in the bottom third in a lot of areas. you got to put more into the transfer portal and the NIL. There's some things that I, I you really have to upgrade for me to make this thing really go. I got to think that that's – don't you think that that's on the horizon? And, oh, by the way, we talk about it all the time, you're in the bottom third of paying coaches. You know, you you got to up the game, dude. You know, you don't you think – because money's not an object out at Wisconsin. They hang on to it like, you know, they're all going to take it with them when they die. But it, money is not a, a major object, a stumbling block in Wisconsin if they want to pay it, right? Oh, have you seen the Big Ten media deal? Right, that's what I'm saying. They're bringing in, what, like 90 mil, 100 mil a year at least just from television. Yeah, right. I don't know. All of this is clearly McIntosh putting his stamp on the hire. And if Fickle doesn't work out, then that's going to be the only hire Chris McIntosh makes. Most but likely. I, I, I think if this was, say, still the athletic director that had hired Paul Christ, for instance, Barry Alvarez, tough example to use because of how long he did it and who he is to the program. But right. if it wasn't a new AD doing this, I think it probably would have been handled a little differently. When you look at the money in the program, you look at the Big Ten, you look at the competition committee, you look at the Final Four, you look at all of that, you look at the success of Wisconsin football, you look at the money that's been poured back into Camp Randall, the upgrade of facilities over a period of time, even though they're still within the lower third of standards, none of that, that is all, that can all, you don't even have to call it Camp Randall anymore, that can just be simply called the house that Barry built. Everything that Barry was touching within that program was was good, was competitive, was making money. You know, you look at the hockey programs, the volleyball programs, you know, all the different programs that kind of really came to fruition uh, when Barry was there. And just if it was already good, he just kept it steady. If it was bad, he brought it up. He brought it up to a different level. So McIntosh has big shoes to fill. This is one of those type of hires to say, I got to bring this back to prominence. I'm not just playing it safe here. This has to come back to prominence. It have to, has to come back, back to prominence within a two-year time window. Don't you get that sense? Yes. Back to the prominence they had from 2016 to 2019. Yeah. Like third best, fourth best program in the Big Ten. Maybe we'll compete for Big Ten titles, but definitely premier and consistent. And then you hope one or two years you get that perfect storm of seniors and quarterback and all that to go make a run. Uh, yeah, I get it. Let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show still upcoming right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Hey, don't forget about our friends at Quick Trip and the Packers opening drive sweepstakes. Their uh, playoff chances may be pretty much gone, but your chances are still very good. Uh, Purchase any of Quick Trip's fully guaranteed gasoline. You can go in there with your Quick Rewards card. When you get to the pump, type in your Quick Rewards number. It's usually your phone number. And one weekly winner is going to win a $10 gas card for every yard earned on the Packers opening drive. Quick Trip, by the way, a proud partner of Packers football through the good and the bad, as we can say. And if you purchase any of that fully guaranteed gasoline and they score a, uh, a touchdown, 
they drop one into the end zone. Maybe a field goal on the opening drive. You can earn an extra 500 bucks from our friends over there at Quick Trip. Not a bad way to go. That's our friends at Quick Trip. Use that Quick, quick Rewards card, and um, you can get all kinds of different offers, too. Not just the uh, opening drive contest, but good stuff from our friends over there at Quick Trip. 877-867-1670. Let's go to uh, back to the phones. Talk to our buddy Eric listening to us in Green Bay. Eric, how you doing today, man? What's up? Doing all right, Bill. How are you doing, man? Good. What's on your mind? How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. It, we had a nice, uh, Kristen and I and her kids, uh, we just kind of sat around the table, had a really nice meal, watched uh, watched a movie, watched some football, just had a good relaxing day. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, my daughter made a whale of a, kid, of a turkey. She's the best at it. And everybody great. killed it on the dessert, so I'm just recovering from my food coma. <laughs> hey, <laughs> That's I'm- awesome. I'm loving this uh, this coaching conversation because I, I unlike the last caller, listen, there's two narratives that keep being brought up over and over with Rodgers that just aren't true if you check the receipts. Um, one, not throwing to receivers after they make a drop. That's not wrong. You, you watch the receipts, and oftentimes he goes right back to that same receiver immediately after they make a drop. The other one is that, is that uh, he tries to go for the big score all the time without, without going for the markers, and that's not true either. If you Historically, Rodgers will go for the first down when it's first and 10 on the, the other team's 11-yard line. So that's just not true. The, 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 co- the problem here is the coaching, absolutely is the coaching, lack of adjustments. I mean, if you watch the game on Sunday, they, they were the defense was doing okay until they just tested to see if they put a spy on on uh, Hertz, and they mm-hmm. they ran the, uh, the the running back off to the left flat and cleared the safety right out of the middle, and the dude ran right down the middle of the field for 50, 60 yards. As soon right. as they figured that out, it was all over for the Packers. D. They never made an adjustment to adjust for it. They never put a spy on Hertz. It was ridiculous. This coaching staff gets outcoached more often than not, regularly. And, and, and even in their 13-win seasons, there are patterns that developed in those 13 that are straight up with coaching, getting absolutely humiliated after every single bye week by no matter who you play, whether it's a better team than you or not, uh, getting smoked in your opening opening game of the season, being a one-off in the playoffs. All right, these are bad, bad patterns that have developed with this coaching staff. And I think the problem goes, you know, to the, to the top, really. And I think the problem is, is that Mark Murphy – wants too much control in this organization. And he hired guys that were all kids in the room compared to him. His general manager, his head coach, these are all kids in the room compared to him. What he needs to do is he needs to fire uh, uh, LaFleur right now. I agree with that. And interview Bienemy or Sean Payton for the job. You put somebody like that in the job and it will infuse energy into the team. It will not blow the team up. This team has talent. You look at this team on paper, they should be killing people, and they are not. They are underperforming drastically, mm-hmm. drastically. And it's just it's just pitiful. I mean, there was a decision that just drove me crazy on, on Sunday. Here they're marching down the field. They're in the red zone. And the second interception, the second interception, why is number 84 even on the field, LaFleur? He's not your, one of your two starting tight ends. The guy has yeah. never done anything but drop passes. He doesn't know how to use his body to shield the ball from the from the defender. He didn't even put his hands up to make the catch to try to draw a flag. 
it, he was like he was running around out there with no defenders during practice. What is eighty four doing out there, Lafleur? Yeah, it, Tyler it, Davis. It poor coaching decisions. Yeah, it wasn't the most opportune time. Now, granted, Tyler Davis is a guy that uh, you know you put him in there, and suddenly you can say, okay, if it works. He's your secret weapon. He was a guy you didn't expect to go to, you know, much like when they ran David Bakhtiari on an out pattern, you know, and threw the ball to David and it got knocked down. Uh, some things like that, I appreciate the phone call too, man. Some things like that I look at and go, okay, you know, sometimes you just got to throw to whoever's out there. And I, But I agree with you. Tyler Davis might not have been the best opportunity at that point in time. Mercedes Lewis is a possession guy. Tanya's a possession guy. You know, you'd like to see the guys that have had more sure hands with Rodgers and worked with Rodgers consistently in those positions you know but at some point you got to play him I'm not going to totally fault him for that but when you go back to the spy they did make an adjustment it was it was funny because I think it was Chris Collinsworth during the broadcast said do they not did they not prepare for Jalen Hurts as if he wasn't an athletic quarterback kind of making fun of the Packers saying did you not realize this guy can run the football and then when they finally did make the adjustment they were putting numerous players on him Quay Walker was one of them and Quay Walker was just outrun he just he just didn't have the ability to keep up. I you know Adrian Amos tried to tried a couple of times. It just it didn't matter who they put out there. And when you've got two different run lanes to go through on numerous numerous runs, when he just tucked it and took off, he had a hole between the center and the right tackle. He had a or excuse me between the the right guard. He had another one between the right guard and the right, or left guard and left tackle. On a couple of different occasions, as they blocked down, they blocked towards the center on one side, they blocked out on the other. He had numerous holes to run through. And by just freezing the linebacker or whomever the spy was with the, even the, the contemplation of a pass, putting your eyes downfield, he just flat out outran people after that. I mean, it, it, it was, you're right, it was an embarrassing performance. An embarrassing performance. 877 867 877-867-1670. The whole thing about firing Matt LaFleur, if this if if this had not if they had just not signed him to a contract extension, maybe there's that discussion. But I think three seasons of thirteen wins plus an NFC championship game, some playoff games, I I think it's gonna buy him cachet for another year. I really do. I think he's gonna have enough swag to say Look, I'm getting rid of Joe Barry, keeping Rich Passaccia. Uh, some of the guys on this staff probably are going to have to change. Uh, but also, I think you need to look a little higher and say, hey, Brian, you, you've been really good with free agent signings. Maybe we need to find a few more diamonds in the rough because some of the guys that uh, have been drafted over the last few years simply just aren't panning out, or at least not to the level that we need them to be and go from there. Maybe he hit on something with Watson and Romeo Dubs and – and such. Maybe he did in Samari Torre. Maybe he's got some guys now in the stable. And maybe you pick up one more guy. You get rid of Sammy Watkins. Who knows? I would assume you're not going to bring Randall Cobb back. Uh, and maybe you find a, another guy for Alan Lazard. Maybe you draft a couple and maybe you find another free agent or two. Maybe that all happens. And you come back next year and you're able to run it back with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. You're going to have to dig, probably cut loose David Bakhtiari. I know some people say that won't happen because he's Rogers' guy, but you've used that bank up, man. Rodgers has used all that all that 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 cachet because you, you're not winning with him, and you can't afford to pay everybody, and he took a ton of money, so you just got to say you know what can't do it sorry, not going to happen. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy hit us up eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's go to listen to uh, Joe from De Pere. Joe, what's going on, man? How you doing? 
Hey, good. I'm doing excellent. I like your last caller. I'm on board with him. I think Matt LaFleur, I just, I just don't see how he has the team. But when he talked about talent, where's the talent on the team? I think you've talked about this before. Where is the talent? There is no talent. Who, who really makes plays? Jair Alexander acts like it. I hear that uh, Quay Walker is supposed to look like Samson, but he plays like Sally. What do mm-hmm. you have out there? I mean, I think it's – do you have any linebackers who attack the line of scrimmage? It seems like all we do is catch. Even when Devon, when Campbell was in there, all he did was catch. He got knocked over backwards. It was like A.J. Hawk again. You know, catching people instead of attacking people. So I guess I question, do the Packers really have that much talent? Because if they don't, then like you just said, you got to look higher up. Is it good against? Is it the lack of talent that has been brought in? Because what have our number ones done? Savage is terrible. I, I don't think the cornerback that's hurt did anything special. So, so I don't think he's anything special. And then you pick two this year. One's on the bench. One who's supposed to be the middle linebacker, who's supposed to be everybody bragged about. What is he? He, he didn't do anything yesterday. He couldn't make a tackle. So I guess I, I just, when we hear about talent, where is it? Uh, yeah. it, Please tell me. it was it, well I appreciate the phone call 877-867-1670 let's do this you look at kenny clark you believe kenny clark is a solid player who got boat raced yesterday the pickup of jerron reed the drafting of tj slayton they've shown flashes but nothing consistent dean lowry is a guy okay Devonte wyatt i want to see him start getting more snaps and get him experience the whole thing about quay walker and I said this last night, I'll say it again today. If he ever learns how to get off of a block, he'll be a solid middle linebacker. It's just going to take him a little bit. You've got to remember, he's a rookie. He was a starting rookie that, that had to come in and shine right away, and he's just not been able to do so. I, I, you know, I give him another year or even two, actually, to really begin to kind of show his wares. Devondre Campbell obviously hurt. Stokes last year, when Jair went down, Stokes played well. If you don't, you, you can't just forget that. Stokes played well. And then you thought this was part of the paper at the beginning of the season. When Stokes is there and Jair's there, you've got your two corners. Rasul Douglas was going to be that nickel. He was going to fill that in. You had Darnell Savage. You also had Adrian Amos. Savage was a hitter. Adrian Amos was kind of that calming influence, that field general. Then you had your middle linebackers in Quay Walker being drafted, Devondre Campbell, and they were supposed to have Preston Smith with Sean Gary. And then in the middle, you've got, you know, Jerron Reed, TJ Slayton, Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Devontae White. You're going to run that mix. So on paper, it, it seemed like it was an upgrade. And don't forget last year, it wasn't a bad defense. There was a lot of games where you could say, eh, it wasn't Barry's fault. You know, some of the bigger moments certainly were. And some of the soft coverages and things that they played. But for the most part, we were going, this isn't Barry's fault that they lost a game here or there. Certainly wasn't in the postseason. That defense held San Francisco to 10 points. And they lost the game. That wasn't their fault. That was admirable. This year, I, I don't know. I can't believe that we overvalued all the talent collectively that bad. I just I, it's almost like I don't want to believe what we actually saw. It's it it is easy to say you know what, Joe Barry stinks. But we've done this. When's the last time you saw a an aggressive, punch you in the mouth, kick you in the butt defense? It's been forever. 
It really has. 877-867-1670. Hey, our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin want to remind you that uh, the cold, it's a coming. This morning you woke up, there was frost. Uh, they had freezing fog in the area this morning. The frost is on the pumpkins. So if you want to keep the frost out of the house, do what I did. Uh, go to Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and uh, either get yourself a patio door to seal the deal on the outside or get yourself some new windows, new hardware, new interior, new exterior, beautify your home, make your home more valuable. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. That's PellaWI.com. Or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That is 855-PELLA-WI. This is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sunset Grill, also on Pewaukee Lake. Good place. Good food over there, too, as a matter of fact. Uh, not that we're going to have a whole lot of sit-out-on-the-deck weather coming up, but uh, still a really cool place. Head on over Sunset Grill on Pewaukee Lake, and uh, you can even do the rounds over there. Hit Curly's and hit Sunset Grill. Not a bad way to go if you want to do a little lake action. Stop by. Tell them we said hi. Good stuff. And they always have good specials, too. They have karaoke. They have uh, uh, bingo that goes on during the week over there, so a lot of good things going on. Sunset Grill. In Pewaukee. Uh, let's go back to it. Let's go to our buddy Gerard from Delaware. Gerard, what's going on, man? How you feeling today? Hey, good, Bill. Um, you know what the anniversary was yesterday? Uh, Rogers coming in against the Cowboys. Was it really? So, I didn't man, know that. Yeah. So look, look. We always talk about what have you done for me lately? Okay. So let's say this was Love's first game we ever seen him. What would you think mm-hmm. then? You see what I'm saying? I, think, I look, would say he played pretty well, yeah. There you go. So the guy's big, athletic. Obviously, he's got a great arm. Okay? He was very accurate yesterday except for one throw with the ball. Okay? So mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with trading Rodgers. Okay? Now, the problem is with the coaching. Now, I don't have a problem with him. Now, let me tell you this. The Jets and Carolina would die for this guy. Would die for it. They, the Jets would give up anything for Rodgers. They just benched. Now, when you talk about drafting a quarterback, Wilson looks like a 12-year-old playing Pop Warner. He looks like a little kid when he plays, okay? Mm-hmm. So the Jets benched him, okay? All right, fine. Right. Now, he, now who do you, you don't know who you're going to get in the draft, the whole bit. You, you've been working with Love for how long? The kid look good. He look good. Let's give him the credit for all the criticism he's got, all right? Mm-hmm. Now, on the other hand, here's my theory. Now, I don't know, you know, you guys were telling me about Leonard, this and that, and everything else. Because we don't have, let's say, an alpha male as a head coach, we need an alpha male as a defense, a smart guy, though, not just a yeller and screamer, a guy that will be on the sidelines to get in your face, though. And is Leonard that kind of guy? And my other thing is, could they talk to Leonard now? I'm not saying incognito. In other words, you know, hey, listen, yeah. if, we, if we, and, you know, you could be our coordinator next year. And, what, and, and another thing, on the defense, I say, even Collingsworth pointed this out. When the Packers were going to a four-man defensive line, the gaps that they were having between the players right. were un- unbelievable. I thought the defensive linemen for, were partially trying to keep the running backs and everybody off the linebackers so the linebackers could have a chance to make a problem. I'm not making excuses because they did miss a lot of tackles, but there's so much wrong with this. 
that you, you can't make it up. Every down there was something wrong. Every down there was I would agree. It was funny because if they spread them out, they gutted them up the middle. If they put them and bunched them together, they ran strong side and beat them there. There was no – and the arm tackling yesterday, Gerard, you could have had everybody on the line of scrimmage against the run. I mean, all 11 guys stacking a box, and, they, and with the arm tackles, they still would have ran for 400 yards yep. against you because they just they, – they, fundamentally, they were one of the worst teams I've seen in a long time. So they should know now, Bill. They should know today because of what happened in Wisconsin with the new coach. They should know today if Leonard said, okay, I will coach a defense next year. They should know today, correct? Yeah. Yep. No, you'll find something out. I did get uh, – and, and, Gerard, I appreciate it, man, as always. I'm going to mention this here real quick. Um there was now. Where did it go? I wanted to find it. Um, oh, okay, this is uh, some out of the Journal Sentinel that said basically that uh, Jim Leonard. At least the report was that Leonard had talked about the commitments of being a head coach and having young kids, and didn't know if that commitment that uh, it was too much of a time commitment. A quote source with strong ties to the athletic department since ni- the 1990s said Sunday that Leonard ultimately decided that the time commitment to run a program was just too much. He is married. He's got three young sons noted after moving up from the secondary coach to the defensive coordinator in 2017. He was concerned that the hours would affect his family. And then it goes on to talk about the hiring of Luke Fickle. Uh, I don't know. That? that was in the, apparently in the journal Sentinel. Huh? So I have not heard anything like that, but if that's the truth, then maybe this, maybe there indeed was a discussion with Chris Matt. Maybe that's the reason this isn't, uh, at least wouldn't assume to be a huge surprise via the Jim Leonard side of things, because if McIntosh came to him and he said, you know, I don't know if I can, I, I got the time commitment to do it. You know, maybe in a few years I could do it. And maybe they said, okay, let's try something else. Don't know. Don't know. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. But that was uh, – somebody had sent me that over on Twitter and said, here's an excerpt of the – and it's got the Journal Sentinel listed in it, so you have to go find I don't have the exact article sitting here in front of me, but I, I'll find it in the Journal Sentinel for sure. But, you know, if that's the case, if that is true, well, then this is even more understandable. If it's not, then I don't. You know, we'll wait and see. We'll got to wait for you know Jim Leonard's reaction to all of that, the the hiring, because I'm sure it's going to be you know scrutinized and he's going to be disgusted or dis, uh, discussed, not disgusted, but discussed quite a bit in the next few days. But one of the most shocking days in program history was all of a sudden it went from Jim Leonard should be should be hired, and by the end of the week, and we're going to hear a signing uh, to all of a sudden it's Luke Fickle. It's like whoa, wait, what? Wait a minute. You know, wait a minute. So everybody thought it was just a, a, a no doubt. I found the clip, Bill. It's it's weird. He uh, then deleted it. Really? From future articles. Okay. So you found it, but it's Very not there odd. anymore. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also will note that this was uh, the same writer who had been saying as recently as Saturday night, it was still Leonard's job. I don't know. Okay. There's a this is weird stuff going on. College football is yeah. weird. Yeah. There's no yep. like the natural you know NFL coaching search process. Right. It's all so straightforward. No, and that, that's the other thing that there was some sentiment uh, kind of floating below the surface that I had heard that 
you know, some people within the UW system wanted to, you know, open up the hire to interviews and discussions and, you know, kind of like they do with the Rooney rule in, in professional that, you know, wanted to interview and as many candidates as possible and make this a true job search rather than just handing it to a guy, you know, and, and certainly <laughs> that, that was a very fast, you know, 180 from what we thought was going to happen. 877-867-1670. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Pick up where we left off via the phone calls. So stay tuned. If you are on hold, I promise I'm going to get to you. This is uh, from our friends over there at uh, Great Lakes Dragway. And uh, if you're looking for the 2023 coupons right now and or season pass, if you're a car guy, a car girl, if you're a fast motorcycle guy, fast motorcycle girl, dragsters, running your own, whatever it may be, the 2023 season pass is now up and running. Go to GreatLakesDragaway.com. That is GreatLakesDragaway.com. And see for yourself and get your speed on. Pick a lane going down Great Lakes Dragway. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers lose to the Eagles, 40-33 at Lincoln Financial Field. Philadelphia jumped out to a 13-0 lead, led by Jalen Hurts, who rushed for 158 yards, the most ever in a game for an Eagles quarterback, surpassing Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick, and Donovan McNabb, Hurts, after the game. You know, I have a great deal of respect for those guys, the guys that have come before me, Randall, uh, Mike, McNabb, and... They don't even know how they've affected me, impacted me in my time here. And it's an understatement to say how much I appreciate them because I do. The Packers tied it up at 20 apiece, but Aaron Rodgers, playing with that fractured thumb, suffered a hit to his rib cage that's going to require an MRI today. That's ribs. And it was in the first half and then got kind of re-aggravated in the third quarter. Just having a hard time breathing. I was worried uh, about a punctured lung as well. Jordan Love took over in the fourth quarter and threw a 63-yard touchdown pass to rookie receiver Christian Watson, his sixth of the season, who showed off his speed. I take a lot of pride in my speed. I think that's a big part of my game. Um, so, you know, anytime I can create a little bit of separation uh, and, you know, just get that edge, um, obviously there's an opportunity for big plays. But the Eagles took over and grinded out a 10-play drive that finished with a 54-yard field goal. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. When you have a kicker like Jake Elliott, you trust him to make those situations. Um, And he drilled it. We have so much faith in him. Jordan Love finished with two scoring drives in the final period and a quarterback rating of 146.8. Matt LaFleur. I'm not shocked. To be honest with you, that he went out there and, and played well and showed great poise. Uh, that we see it on a daily basis. That's Packers head coach Matt Lafleur. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Come back, hey! If you need a catering gig and uh, you're looking for somebody with good Italian food to cater whatever it happens to be, your holiday party, a wedding. A get-together, gathering in your home, whatever it happens to be. Our buddy uh, Joey Albanese out here in the uh, the Waukesha area. They do catering. Uh, that's right. They do. You can pick it up and you know kind of set it up yourself, or they can come and do it for you. But regardless, stop in Albanese's on Blue Mountain Road, right next to uh, Menards, right across the street from Home Depot. Uh, or if you just want to eat in, obviously, terrific place. But they do a lot of catering, especially with holiday parties and such coming up. If you don't have a caterer yet, think Italian. Think uh, Joey and the gang over at Albanese's, by all means. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's get back to it. Uh, let's go to a John listening to us in Atlanta. John, welcome to the program, man. What's going on? Hey, Bill. Thanks for letting me call. Um, just wanted to throw this at you. I know 
you know, in the last, uh, well, since the season's kind of become a dumpster fire, you know, there's a lot of heat on you know, the GM, who he's bringing in. And I actually disagree. I think uh, Gutenkin's done, he's done the best job he can. Um, and I think the guys that have been brought, I honestly feel, and I want to get your viewpoint, but I mean, what's the percentage of how much, how much weight are you going to put on the GM or just the lack of teaching, the lack of coaching? Because, like, these two guys from Georgia, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in Atlanta. Those guys, the thing is with them, they were total studs last year. They only, I think, both had a year under their belt as far as starting. So with our linebacker, he's going to take time. You can't expect Ray Lewis year one. The guy's a total stud. I mean, if you guys look back at his tape, both of those guys are animals. I mean, when is it when the, the tackle? That guy was yeah. a game wrecker. I mean, a game. He was a mini sap. That's what I noticed watching him play ball. But again, he doesn't yeah. have a lot of experience. Doesn't have a lot of starting time. So we need patience. But again, if the coaching's not there, and clearly, I don't. I can't believe he's not starting by now. But um, if the coaching's not there, we're just going to be spinning our wheels as fans. Because I think those are awesome. And a lot of these drafts, I really feel it's a lot on the, the organization. And that's hiring mm-hmm. the right coaches. I just I think we've, we've fallen short there as a team, and now we're just reaping the benefits of that. And I think now at this point, I think a lot of them, you know, I'm sure they're losing heart. I mean, that's just human, you know. I mean, when you're becoming yeah. a team like they are, you know, they're not, they're not playing with the same fire under their belly. And, you can't dog them. It is what it is. When you see a coaching right. staff that's shaky, they see it. They see it more than we do. Oh, so yeah. So if, if there's a little bit of tension there as far as them questioning things as players, see, we're, like like Kenny Clark, you know, obviously he might be a little bit hurt, but we know Kenny's got more in his – he's got more in the tank. You know, so it's just mm-hmm. a, it's a weird year, but I, I, don't know, I guess I lean towards – again, it goes back to coaching. Like that guy that called right. a few times ago. I mean, it's a coaching problem. And if we don't – if it doesn't get fixed anytime soon as fans – just, just spin your wheels on it, but I'm not, I'm not going to keep getting on the GM. I think he's done fine. It's time no, to it, coach him up. Bottom line. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate the phone call. I would agree with the two rookies coming out of Georgia. Now, remember when you're coming out of Georgia and you're a beast, okay? You know, UAB, the guys at UAB or South Carolina, Vanderbilt, um, you know, even Florida, going back to last year, Missouri. Um, you know, Tennessee before Tennessee finally got pretty good. Charleston Southern, I think they played last year. The, those guys aren't much competition. So yeah, you you should pretty much be a beast. Uh, and even but 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 in the national title game, you know, uh, you you look at it that way. In the national title game, uh, when they got the win and they knocked off Alabama, they played extremely well. I mean, they went through number two Michigan and number one Alabama to get there. And that both, I mean, both the defense. In both of those games is pretty much what led them. Now, granted, the offense, I think, put up 30-plus points per game, but they held their opponents in those games to under 20 points, and those two guys were leaders on that defense. So uh, on one hand, I agree. It's, it's, I don't think it's necessarily all the talent. I think if you just look at some of the stockpile of talent or lack thereof, that you can blame on Brian Gutekunst. But I agree with you. It's just, one, it's going to take a little while, and two, sometimes you have to be adaptable enough as a head coach or a coordinator to put your guys in the best position to be successful. And I've said it time and again when <laughs> I don't know how you're doing that when you're playing a soft zone on a third and six and guys are already setting up 10 yards downfield and backpedaling at the snap. I, some of that stuff that you and I can see, while it may be schematically correct as to what they're doing, it's got to be a bad call. You, you, <laughs> you know, there's only so much land you're going to give up, and that shouldn't be that much. 
we got another hour yet to go. Stay tuned. Stay on the phone line. Stay right where you're at. I'll get to a few more phone calls before we get to Mike Clemens coming up here in about 15 minutes. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. 